0: I love what Heidi said that all fruitfulness flows from intimacy that's so true isn't it so good may we always be people after your heart daddy you just love we love your presence Whew. oh that's that was good thanks Jay Tizzle it's my nickname for JT <laughs> that little fizzle uh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> The Holy Spirit doesn't help me with my jokes at all <laughs> well it's really good to be together. Um, I'm glad that you guys were able to make it out um, and for those of you who are at home watching, hello, stay safe. we love you um, i We lost power for about twenty one hours this weekend, um, surprisingly to us because it wasn't the storm wasn't that bad around us but um, It was a good opportunity for us to just light some candles, slow down a bit, unplug literally from devices and Netflix and all those other things that you can get distracted by, and just have some time together as a family, play some games, and anyone else lose power? Yeah, not too many people, wow, well that's good, praise God, but we continue to pray for our Friends and family all over North and South Carolina for, for safety. Um, so, as if you have been cooped up inside uh, with your family, you know that it's often a perfect opportunity to test your healing. <laughs> you realize how much you, you go on to your device as a distraction or to avoid having a confrontation, or, you know, you realize maybe kids get a bit stir crazy. So the topic that I want to talk on today may have, may be coming up after being cooped up inside for a long time. I want to share about um, forgiveness, uh, having a lifestyle of forgiveness this morning. And I really just feel like the Father. You know, we've been doing this series on relationships, and his his desire for us is to have healthy relationships, isn't it? Um, obviously, firstly and foremostly, with Him, for our relationship with Him to be unhindered and and uncluttered from any heart issues, and He's always chasing us down with His love and pouring His love into us and. Beautifying us and cleaning us up, and so um, his invitation to deepening intimacy and experiencing and, and encountering his his freedom, the 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 wonderful, the glorious freedom of a, being a son of God, and that's the heart of the Father. So he wants us to have an unhindered relationship with him and then an unhindered relationship with others. And I really, for me, the message or the revelation of forgiveness and, and um, experiencing his forgiveness firstly um, and encountering my heavenly daddy's love and um, being transformed by him in his presence and understanding in my heart, that I am forgiven of all of my sins that he loves me, that he has loved me with an everlasting love that 's been a huge revelation for me in my in my walk with him and i 'm um, still on that journey, and I really forgiveness has just been a, a, such a key for me walking. Out that healing and experiencing a deeper, deepening relationship with him, but then also um, forgiving others and even receiving forgiveness myself, forgiving myself sometimes. And um, because sometimes people, we still hurt people, don't we? Or people still hurt us, even if they're believers. As believers, we we know that He's he's... Taken our sin and he's thrown it away from us as far as the east is from the west, but we still make mistakes don't we? Anyone still kind of make mistakes sometimes we 're human and yeah, <laughs> put all the limbs up. Good job, Aaron. I like your vulnerability it's a good way to <laughs> your honesty and so but we still make mistakes and we still and we still experience hurt don't we at, at the hand or or from other people that we're in relationship with. And the Father, I, I believe that that forgiveness is such a key. And people often will say to me, uh, JT referred to it, oh, you're so full of joy. And it, I mean, I, I, for me, it's, a, it's the overflow of just the encounter with my heavenly dad because I'm so glad that he is very close to me and he's with me and he is never gonna leave me. He has never left me. And i un- realizing that, makes me really, really happy and really joyful. And, and no matter what is going on around me, I can experience his love. So no matter what circumstances come my way, I can encounter his love right now. Like I can just close my eyes and think on him, just set my mind on him. And I, I, I just like, he's, he's there, he's here. He's right here with me. and I, But I, I haven't always been full of joy. I mean, I, I was a, a, a glass half full kind of girl. You know, you have the glass half empty people and the glass half full. The glass half full was usually a positive uh, outlook, and the glass half empty, maybe a slightly negative outlook on things. Well, so I was generally a glass half full kind of girl, but I had a lot of uh, pain. And I, I experienced some hurt in my life, as we all do, and some issues that, that I I felt rejection, abandonment, I felt um, let down by people in my family, and, um, and I let myself down, and I made mistakes, and so I had issues in my heart that were like blockages for me, and obviously initially so much blockage that I didn't know. God is my father and he was so patient and loving that he kept chasing me down as he does faithfully until I surrendered <laughs> and said yes. And um, and he's been unpacking my heart and the, the places where I have had anger and bitterness and resentment and where I've felt like a victim or where I've played the victim or where I have had malice and and even hatred in my heart. I I I honestly can say, even though I may not have said it with my mouth, although I have said it before, that I have hated people very close to me in because of the pain in my heart. And so I, I I've been in this process of the father pulling back the the layers of me as the onion <laughs> and taking me on the ever-deepening journey of, of living a life of forgiveness, which doesn't just mean I get to pick and choose who I forgive and when I forgive, oh, which is a bit of a bummer sometimes. <laughs> this the li- uh, Forgiveness is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle that we are invited into, that we are um, led on by our heavenly daddy through Jesus, and so often it's we we think, well, I'll pick and choose who I forgive. Well, that that is easier for me to forgive. Or that thing is not too bad, so I can forgive it. Or that person, you know, they're my friend, so I want to forgive them because I want to remain friends, but. And that's all good. It's easier, though, to forgive the people that we like who are like us and who we want to be in relationship with. But sometimes it's harder to forgive the people who maybe are related to us or we're in the same family as or we closely work with, but they've hurt us and they've, they've maybe done some pretty hurtful things, or said some pretty hurtful things, or not done things that they should have done, or not said things that they should have done. And even more so, we're even encouraged to love our enemies. So it's easier to, to love and forgive those who we love, but it's not so easy to forgive and love and pray for our enemies. But that is in the Word. That's the invitation for us to be a people who can pray for and love those who are very different to us, who don't have the same values or political views as us, who don't look the same as we do, who maybe are people that we would be considered unworthy of our love, our enemies. And I believe in Christ Jesus it is possible. For us to live a lifestyle of forgiveness, a life of forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and and loving and blessing where we are totally free and joyful and at peace. And I'm on that journey and I want to invite you guys to continue on that journey with me today. So if you wouldn't mind turning to Matthew chapter 18 with me. We're going to look at a, a parable that Jesus shared that for me has been really significant. Because in my life, I, you know, when I got saved at 21, I I was living in Canada um, and I I met a family who really loved Jesus, and I fell in love with Jesus through them and their family. And um I, but I was broken. I had some hurt and pain in my life. But as I, as I read, as, as I started reading the Bible and going to church, I realized, obviously, firstly, when I said yes to Jesus, that he was forgiving me of all my sin, which was blah. and And he did that, you know, in full knowledge, knowing what I was like. It amazed me that he would go to the cross knowing exactly what I was like and what I was going to do to reject him. In, certainly in the first 21 years of my life. But um, I, I was, I, there was some brokenness, but I, as I read the Word, which is a really good thing as a believer to do, <laughs> in case you don't, I encourage you to do it, because <laughs> um, it's good to know the truth. I mean, Jesus is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life, but we find Him in here as well, and we encounter the truth in the word. He is also the word, and he comes, makes it come alive to us, and he speaks to us, and he he gives us a whole bunch of promises, and he also gives us nudges in the right direction too, because I need a good nudge every now and then from the Holy Spirit as I'm reading. But as I, was, as I would read the Word and as I would go to church, I would, I would, the Father would, would, was showing me about forgiveness. And so I, I realized, oh, I've got a whole bunch of ugh in my heart, particularly towards my dad and my mom a little bit and others in my life who had let me down, significant people. And so it was kind of obvious to me that I did need to do some forgiving, you know, and so I would forgive, and I would forgive, and I kind of, I I think it was probably a little bit conditional, you know, sometimes I'd hear stories from people about, oh yeah, I forgave this person, and they really changed, and so I would think, oh good, I want that person to change, so I'm going to forgive them, (laughs) I'm just being honest, (laughs) and I mean, sometimes it was out of a good motive, because I recognized the the mess in my life, and I wanted it to be—I wanted to be clean in that sense, and to be healed. And so, um, I, I started on this journey, but I—I I realized in my life that that sometimes the people wouldn't change, and so they would—they would hurt me again in the same way. And I would say, oh, I, I choose to forgive my dad. I choose to forgive my mom. I choose to forgive such and such. And I would make this, this co- kind of conscious mental ascent of a choice. And, but then something would happen and my dad, you know, wouldn't contact me or he, he wouldn't tell me he was proud of me uh, or or he he didn't necessarily seem to want to spend time with me, or he couldn't remember all my girls' names, my daughter's names all the time. And and it would kind of prick my heart again. And I and I would be like, Oh, I thought I forgave him. But it's painful, and I'd I'd kind of go backwards again. And I and and so I had this in encounter where I somebody opened up this teaching from this passage which has totally transformed my life. And I realized that I was doing a lot of stuff with my head and my willpower, but it wasn't connecting with my heart. And there is a lot of stuff that needs to happen in the heart because the issues of life flow out of the heart. So all the good stuff and all the bad stuff as well. And sometimes that bad stuff, it's ugly, isn't it? So I, I went on this journey of discovering what it was to really forgive from my heart. And man, God is so good and so faithful. And I've come a long way. Thank you, Jesus. And I, I've still got more to go. But I just want to share a little bit with you from this story. So let's just have a look at the, the story, the parable of the unforgiving servant. Then. It's chapter 18 in Matthew, verse 21. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. As many as seven times, Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy seven times. Whew, it's a little bit more. so also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Wow, that seems pretty heavy, doesn't it? (laughs) When I first kind of read that, I was like, is he saying that he's going to throw them in hell? Like cut them off if they don't forgive? I don't believe that that's what he's saying. But he's talking about forgiving from the heart. There's something significant about that encounter or the engagement in the heart where we can forgive from there as opposed to just speaking it out or or it being a mental, you know, like a choice. Now, forgiveness is it is a choice but it is so much more than that you know out of our heart that's that's kind of where our life flows from it's where our, it's the what they call the seat of our emotions our emotional life comes out of that it's it's god relates to us through our heart doesn't he not not necessarily through our thoughts although he can he, he speaks to us and he cares about our thought life but he he relates to us through our emotions So if our heart has emotional issues and struggles and blockages, which unforgiveness can bring, particularly prolonged unforgiveness, then it affects the way that we relate in our relationship to our heavenly dad. If we have emotional kind of blockages and issues of the heart, we get a little bit stuck in areas, maybe not fully stuck, but some In some areas, we get a little bit stuck, and it's the same in the way that we relate to other people. If we have emotional issues towards other people, unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, malice, wrath, hatred, disdain, those emotional issues affect the way we relate to others. I mean, I'm sure we've all met someone who's really bitter and, and full of hate, and, and it sometimes affects people's actual physical appearance, doesn't it? And even our physical health can be affected by it. But it's a, it's a big deal. And so even though it's, it's a, it is a choice to forgive, it's so much more than that. And so the Father wants to unlock our emotions and help us to deal with some of the hurt and the pain that are kind of held captive in our hearts so that we can live free, that we can really forgive from that place of our deep hearts rather than just making the choice, although you often start with the choice. And so at the end of this, he's saying in verse 34 and 35, he's talking about being delivered to the jailers. Now, for If you think about unforgiveness, unforgiveness, so in, back in that day, being in prison was very different to being in prison now. It's, it can be quite luxurious, although I know not a very good experience for people to be confined in that way, but compared to what they would have experienced back in these times when they would have been held in a dungeon, which was probably very dank, damp, uh, dirty rats. They would, have, they would have been chained to each other if there were other prisoners, chained to the wall. They would have been beaten by the, um, you know, by the soldiers, the guards. They would have been tortured. And so what I think Jesus is saying here is that if you can't forgive, if you're not able to forgive from your heart, it's like being held captive. It's like being tortured now, I want to give us an illustration because I don't know about you, but, but so I, I may think that I've forgiven someone, right? I think, oh, yeah, I choose to forgive that person. God, I let them off the hook. And, but then I might see them again if they hurt me. So say Murray and I have a, an exchange uh, which, uh, where, we, where we don't communicate healthily and... Uh, Where I'm emotional and upset, it never happens. <laughs> and I and and we have an exchange, and and we don't do it in a healthy way, and and so, it like some I get hurt by maybe something Murray says, unintentionally or intentionally, because he's in pain as well. Sometimes we do this, don't we? That to the very people that we love, we do and say things that we really don't want to do. And, and so I, in that moment, I get this little hook in me of pain and, and, and I'm like, oh he makes me so mad he really hurt my feelings he's not very kind he doesn't understand me he's not listening he's not seeking to understand me he's not trying to get to the depths of my emotions here he's just brushed me off and doesn't seem and and in me there's this little hook and murray may have may have resolved it himself and gone on with his day and been Completely okay, but i 'm still hooked in because i 've held on to it, and i don 't know about you, but sometimes when I have an, uh, a disagreement or a a lively discussion with someone or a confrontation, and it doesn't go well afterwards i Play it over in my head and think how differently I could have played it. Does anyone else do that? And you think, oh, well, those kind of things are a little bit of an indication that there's some unforgiveness. <laughs> so maybe a little bit of bitterness or anger or or malice or whatever. And um, it happens to me sometimes. And, and you play it over in your head and you think, oh, when they said that, I should have said this. Or if they, when they did that, I should have reacted this way. And, I, and, you, and it's always much better in your head after the, after the fact. <laughs> well, that's an indication of there being like a little hook and being stuck. And, and torture starts to happen. And we can get stuck there because the emotions are stuck there. Now, I want to give a little illustration. I did this in the first service. So, I'm going to invite Michael to come up here and JT. Now, Michael and JT are good friends. They're also colleagues and they work together. So, this may or may not have happened. I I don't know. I honestly don't know. I haven't discussed it with them. I've literally just... Thought this up off the top of my head, but I, I think it's a scenario that we can all relate to, whether it's between husband and wife or a boss or colleagues or a family member. You just fill in the blanks with something slightly different. So just say Michael is having a meeting with JT, and JT. Um, is kind of a bit harassed and rushed and and maybe a little bit frustrated because you know they they haven't Michael hasn't understood what JT's saying and and JT says to Michael Michael I just want you to do it just do it this way don't ask any questions this is what I want you to do now in in their work life, that, that actually could be JT's right in one sense because JT's part of the senior leadership of Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham and he's an executive member. And so in theory, he could say to Michael, Michael, I would like you to do this, so don't question me and just do it and kind of operate in a slightly command and control um, mode and... I'm not saying that JT does this. It's possible, but I'm not saying that he does this. I'm just using this as an example. Although I know we all do this at some point in our lives, whether it's in a work situation or whether it's at home. Sometimes we just step into command and control because we're too tired. We don't want to discuss it or we're frustrated or, you know, whatever. But I'm sure anyone relate, relate to that? A couple of honest people in the room. Okay, so, so say JT says that to, to Michael. And Michael, who I know really is, he's a contemplator who likes to think about things, make decisions, you know, with weighing some of the the. Good and the bad, and the, getting some wisdom from the Holy Spirit, and he's also a strong leader who really often hears from the Lord and likes to shape things and knows how things w- could go and go well. Right, so that's Michael. Well, if if JT says that to Michael there's the potential for Michael to feel a bit controlled like his voice isn't being heard and like oh I just have to get on and do what i 'm being told and 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 or maybe he'll fight back who knows who knows what might happen it's all po- either a possible, but at that point, if it doesn't go so well that Michael might get this little hook in him right and so they decide they give up and they part their ways but if Michael in that exchange doesn't resolve it with the Lord and maybe with JT, and there's some unforgiveness or anger, he then, when he goes home, he has JT (laughs) attached to him. They're still hooked in, right? This is how unforgiveness works, how bitterness works, okay? And so he carries JT, unknowingly to JT, Michael is carrying JT back home with him. And he comes home, right? Now, let's just imagine, I'm going to use Kathy. Um, We're going to imagine that Kathleen is Ashley, who is Michael's wife. She's actually JT's wife. Come up here, please. But we're, I'm just going to confuse you. But for the, for the argument here, for the illustration, I'm going to pretend that Kathy is Ashling, who is married to Michael. So Michael comes in. It's taken him a bit longer to get home because he's rehearsing what happened and how it didn't go well and holding mulling on that anger or maybe frustration that then turns to anger when he's thinking about all the ways that he could have played it better in his head and and won the argument, you know, not that there's ever a winner in an argument, but when it's not going well, we like to be the winner, don't we? So, Michael comes home carrying JT, and Ashling has had a long day with their two beautiful daughters, and she's at home waiting for her husband to come in and relieve her of some of her duties. <laughs> And Michael comes in. Uh, no sexism here. It could be completely the other way around. It could be Michael waiting at home for Ashling to come back from work. But anyway, please just, you know, go with me. So Michael comes in and... Um And he wants to process with his wife. So he comes in and he starts telling her what happened. And he's frustrated. He's carrying JT with him and the hurt and the pain. They're still hooked in because of this bitterness that's growing now and resentment. And so he starts to talk to Ashling and say, Oh, this happened. Because he hasn't processed it with the Lord. And so now it's coming out onto, um, onto his wife and, and maybe because of the way their relationship is, um, his wife, she likes to have joy and peace and connect, relational connection. And this feels like, oh, this is disconnection. This is making me feel uncomfortable. So she says to her husband, honey, I think you should forgive JT, I think you just need to forgive him, which is true. He probably does need to forgive him. But in that moment, and we know how marriages work, sometimes when our spouse tells us something that is really right, it feels incredibly wrong, right? (laughs) Anyone relate to that? (laughs) So it's the truth, but maybe not coming with love. Okay, so then what happens? So then Michael's like, oh, this woman, this woman, she doesn't understand me. She doesn't empathize with me. She's not listening to me. So now this little hook goes in with his wife. So now Michael goes about the rest of his day, goes up to his room and what's happening? He's carrying the offense and the unforgiveness and it's going with him. And it's torturous. It's heavy. It's tiring. It's actually exhausting. And maybe he thinks, okay, I'm a spiritual guy. I'm going to honor my wife and I'm going to forgive. So I forgive. I choose to forgive Jesus. right? But he's not actually really getting in touch with the emotions that were attached to the encounters, which were very real for him, even if his perception is off. And then he thinks he's forgiven, but then he Goes back to work the next day and has a slightly different encounter with somebody else that feels a lot like the encounter he had with JT. And oh, that pops up again, and he realizes he's still connected to JT. Right? Anyone under anyone kind of relate to that? Where we've we've had these experiences and we haven't dealt with the emotional. Issues of the heart, and it's still, it's still attached to us. It's still hooked. It's like a, a bit of an anchor. Sometimes we feel it, sometimes we don't. We push it down, but it rears its ugly head. Unforgiveness comes up. It rears its ugly head when we face another situation. And maybe we don't want to look at the person that we're holding on to some unforgiveness. We don't want to connect with them. We don't want to be in their presence. They're all indications that we still have unforgiveness. Thank you, guys. Give them a hand. Now the good news is the father has a solution <laughs> cuz he's good like that but I I I went around my life with hooks like that and every now and then they still happen when I'm not able when I don't take the time to process the emotional issues of my heart in relation to a confrontation or an encounter or something that somebody should have done for me and they didn't or something they should have said but they didn't, you know, and I, and I can still carry on those things and they feel like torture to me. But the good news is, is there is a solution in Jesus, And the key here, if you look at this passage, if you put yourself in the place of the master. So we are the master in this passage in Matthew 18, who's taking account, who's wanting to settle debts, who's wanting to just clear things out. Let's look at that relationally, wanting to clear things out relationally. The master needs to know what is owed him. He needs to understand. So we put ourselves in the place of the master in this passage. And when we want to really forgive from our heart, I believe that the key here is to understanding what has been stolen from us. What we lost as a result of this experience or this encounter now I, I, I say this because when somebody sins against us, something is stolen, something is lost. But when we forgive, it costs us. It doesn't often cost the person that we're forgiving. It costs us. And that's really the upside down kingdom. That's the that's the mercy, the the mercy that the Father has for us to give to those so who who maybe don't deserve our forgiveness. But what the master does, the guy that owed him 10,000 talents, which is an insurmountable debt that was probably impossible to repay, and that's the reality. Often people who have hurt you, often people that have hurt us, they are physically unable to repay us. They may be dead. They may be not part of our lives anymore anymore. Or it just may not be possible for us to communicate with them about the hurt. And so, and maybe they're in their own place of brokenness and they are not physically able to be the person that you need them to be and give you what you need, even give you a sorry. But as we take account and we realise that that debt... And we realize what that cost us. Maybe it cost us our innocence. You know, maybe maybe abuse, physical, mental, sexual abuse, it cost us our innocence. It cost us our childhood. And I'm not, I'm not saying this lightly. I, I do not say it lightly. It, it was wrong. So f- walking in forgiveness, forgiveness does not mean what was done was right. Forgiveness means we get to be free from what was the the emotional trauma and reliving it over and over again. So it doesn't make it right when we forgive, but it makes us free. It unhooks us from carrying that heavy weight of baggage around. And I know that there are people here, there are people watching online who may have been abused, and that is horrible, that is wrong, it shouldn't have ever happened. But I believe that, that the Father has made it possible in Jesus for you to be free from the emotional carrying, the emotional pain of it around with you. And, and he in Jesus can give you, help you to walk in a place of, in a, in a, stance of forgiveness in forgiveness towards the very person who did that very ungodly and wrong thing now the reason i i know this is because i've seen it in people's lives i've in my own life where i had pain and trauma and and things that cycles that kept happening as I was able to really count the cost and realize, okay, I was owed my dad being there for me. I was owed my um, dad telling me I was the most beautiful bride on my wedding day. That, that's what a dad should do for a daughter. I, I had a, a close relationship with my dad stolen when my parents divorced. And, and as I was able to get in touch with some of the pain of that experience and, and really count the cost and recognize those things were stolen from me. The enemy comes to steal, kill, rob, and destroy. And he maybe worked through my father, but my father had his own pain and stuff to deal with as well. But in that, as I, as I was able to take stock in a sense with the Lord and, and see what it was that was owed to me, I was able to then understand what it was that I was forgiving. So therefore, do it from my heart as opposed to just saying it with my lips. I was able to do it from my heart. I realize this cost me and it's costing me to walk in forgiveness. But two things. One, Forgive others as you have been forgiven or you want to be forgiven. You know, part of the Lord's Prayer, forgive me as I've forgiven others. God, that's conditional. I I want to be forgiven because I know I make big mistakes sometimes. And I really want forgiveness from those around me and from my Father in heaven. So it's my invitation to walk in the forgiveness that I would like to receive myself And the second thing is Jesus, our beautiful Savior on the cross, as he hung, he left heaven. He left his Godhood. He laid it aside and he confined himself to human, to a human body, to humanity. He became a man. He lived as a man. He was the perfect spotless man that we could never be. And he was punished and beaten. He was victimized. He was tortured by us. We were there. It's just like we were there as he was hanging on the cross. That was us. He became one with all of our sin, with the most horrific things that could ever happen in all of time. He became one with it. He was crushed by it. He was tormented in that moment and hanging on the cross what did he say? He looked at us. He looked at those, the very people who were murdering him. And he said, Father, as a man, he said this, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. They don't realize the weight, the consequences of their stuff. They don't realize it. Father, I want them to not experience the punishment that I am taking right now. I want to be the scapegoat. I want to take it for them. I, God, would you forgive them? Daddy, would you forgive them? And so in that moment, forever, he it gave us the supernatural ability to walk in that kind of forgiveness. Because when we said yes to him, we became one with him one spirit with him. So we are now one with him. He is living on the inside of us. And I know you may have been through really, really horrible and terrible things, but you have Jesus living on the inside of you. And I am 100% confident as we continue to put our little hands in his big hands and we yield and we surrender and we count the cost, we take account of what has cost us emotionally, what we've lost, and we give it to him and we say, Okay, Daddy, search my heart. I have pain. This was painful for me. I feel loss and I recognize it can't be repaid. But today, as I see that pain, I want to give it to you. I want to tear up the excuses now. And I invite you to come in. And I give a gift that they don't deserve but I give that today because I want freedom. And I want their freedom too. Can I invite you to stand? I really feel like the Father, you know, there, there are people here who maybe feel like they've been a victim. Um, and, and, you know, the thing you you may have been a victim, I mean that in the negative way in a in a bad way. you may have been victimized and you may have been a victim of a horrible experience. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is, you know, when we hold on to the reasons why we should be able to feel the anger and the pain and the unforgiveness and the bitterness, oh, because you just don't understand this is how terrible they were. this is how terrible God was. God let this happen. or that person they they just they just—they did that to me, and, and, and we stay in this place of victim because we want them to be our healer. We want, we want their behavior to change, and then we'll forgive. Or we want somebody else to be the healer for us, but there is only one healer. And, and I've been the victim before. I've played the victim. Because and, and as long as we stay there, we can always make it somebody else's issue. But the reality is, is we still get stuck and connected in an unhealthy way to them. I believe today the Father wants to come and unhook us from being a victim and for us to to be able to count the cost of some of the painful things that we missed out on or that, that things that happen to us where we can really recognize, okay, I see this pain, but I want to release it to you now. The reality is I was owed this, but today I wipe the slate clean knowing that they can't give it to me and they can't be my healer, but you, Jesus, are my healer. You are my wonderful counselor and so i'm going to put my hands in yours and i'm going to rip up the excuses so i want to invite you right now just to close your eyes holy spirit we just welcome you thank you that you're here father we we recognize you know as i've been speaking you may be people maybe people or or a situation has come up in your mind. Maybe something's just come up in your memory or a person has come up in your memory. It may be something that seems really insignificant and little. Or it may be something that is really big and it's been something that you've been trying to work through with the Lord for a little while. Well, I believe today the Father wants to minister to your heart. He wants freedom for you today. And so I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and just ask the Holy Spirit to just show you. If He hasn't done already, ask the Holy Spirit, Father, who have I got some unforgiveness towards? Who would you like me to release today? He may show you yourself, He may show you a a family member, a colleague. He may show you God. He may show you himself. God doesn't need forgiveness because he's never done anything wrong. But sometimes we hold on to anger and bitterness because we are in pain. And so we can release him from our own judgments. And as you're picturing this person, I want to invite you just to... Remember the, the incident, or if it wasn't one specific incident, but it's just the, the general relational disconnection or, or just a, a whole bunch of bad experiences. I want you to just get in touch with some of the things that were stolen from you, the loss that you have experienced because of this relationship or the lack of relationship. And I want to invite you. You know, maybe maybe it's your innocence that was stolen. Maybe it was your voice. You didn't have a voice because there was someone in your family who was incredibly angry and controlling. And so you weren't able to be yourself. Maybe it was your safety. Maybe somebody put you in harm's way. Maybe it was finances maybe someone actually stole financially finances from you and i want you to get in touch with that and start to speak it out and say father i realize this is what i lost i lost relation, a healthy relationship with my dad or my mom or my siblings and just start to speak it out to the father right now and just say this is what i was owed this is the debt Just speak it out under your breath. Maybe it was affirming words. You didn't receive affirming words. Just keep your eyes closed and stay connected with the Holy Spirit in this moment. father we just we just acknowledge what was stolen today we acknowledge we recognize that we lost relationship that we lost healthy connection that we lost affirmation that we lost identity knowing who we really were that we lost freedom that we lost finances That was stolen from us. Our safety was stolen from us. Our joy, our innocence. God, whatever it was, we recognise that that was lost, that that was taken. But Father, right now, I just want to invite you, just as if you are... um, holding that list on a piece of paper of what you've said to the Father. I want to invite you just to tear it up right now, if you can. I'm not going to force you, but like in your mind's eye, or if you physically need to do it, like pretend, just pretend you're tearing up a piece of paper. Father, we want to give you these things. We release them to you now. Father, we want to rip up all of the excuses for us holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness, all the things that have kept us hooked into these unhealthy dynamics and emotions in relationship. We want to give them to You right now. We tear up every excuse and we look at these people. We look at them and we say, You owe me nothing. I let you off the hook. I give you a gift that maybe you don't deserve. If you need to say that out loud, you say, I give you a gift of my forgiveness. I release you from all of the IOUs. Holy Spirit, would you just wash away all of the emotions? Would you cleanse our hearts? Would you cleanse our minds? We, Would you open up the prison doors, all these emotions where, where we're held captive and just set us free? And you can ask the Father for forgiveness for where you've judged. Father, would you forgive us where we've held on to excuses, where we blamed, where we've played the victim and blamed other people. Father, would you, we, we ask that you would forgive us for the way that we've judged people, where we've had ungodly responses of hatred, anger, wrath, malice, disdain towards other people. We receive your forgiveness, Jesus. Just take in a deep breath, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you for your love. Holy Spirit, would you just come right now with a deluge? Would you come and just pour out your love right now? Go to every broken heart, every part of us and fill us with your love. We thank you for freedom. I just want to give you an opportunity. I'm going to close now. I, I, we need to finish, but I, if if you want to come forward and just receive a little more prayer, if you feel a little bit stuck in any way, or you just want to come and just share and say, "Would you just bless me?" I want to bless this person that I've just forgiven. And stand with one of our prayer ministry team. You can come to the front. There's no shame. I know sometimes this is like a this is maybe the fifth time of the seventy times seven. And it's okay. God's okay with that. He is so patient. But sometimes it helps to have someone else for us to stand with. So I'm going to invite the ministry team to come forward. And I I just want to bless you. If you want further prayer or you need prayer for healing or anything, just come and receive it. Otherwise, thank you. Have a wonderful week. And I'll hand back over to JT.